0: Hello. Welcome to Campfire Football. My name is Sebastian North. This is my very first episode and happy Boxing Day. feels kind of fitting, right? feels like a good day to launch a Football Conversation podcast. So basically today, just going to go over what happened. Not a whole lot of games worldwide. The Turkish League was going. So if you're a Turkish League fanatic, um, there were things to pay attention to there. I kept to what was going on in England in the Premier League. Started off with Man United and Leicester playing at the King Power Stadium. Great game. Some very good goals, especially Harvey Barnes. I love the way that guy plays. He's electric. He's very quick, precise, powerful. uh, And he scored another really, really good goal. Jamie Vardy getting his customary poacher's goal in the box, which, by the way, I don't know yet. I'll have to take another look. It might not have gone down to him. And at the end of the game, in the interview, he basically was like, I don't care. I mean, might not be my goal, but we needed the point. So what I also found interesting, Edinson Cavani has been really important. And he's been he's made a big impact at Man United, something that's not been really talked about a whole lot. I think people gave Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a lot of – grief at the beginning saying this is going to be the next Alexis Sanchez. It's just not going to work. Um, But Cavani has been brilliant. And let's give a tip of the cap to Bruno Fernandez. I mean, what a 2020 this guy has had. It's hard to think about individual players who over the course of this year had that level of impact in their team. There are. There are some across Europe. It's not not that easy to think about. Um, just off the top of your head and in terms of his impact in the Premier League over the course of this year recently I can only think of Mohamed Salah who you know came into the league and devastated it as, as uh, quickly and as seamlessly as he had so just want to give some credit there to the Man U people who uh, were really upset about a month ago and, and before I talk about The second time slot. The complete and total chaos that everyone was saying was happening at Man United turns out not to have been chaos at all. Not much has changed, except they've started piling up results. You look early in the season, Arsenal seemed to be doing quite well. They won the Community Shield. They also had a victory against United. They were playing pretty well. And then all of a sudden, it just started A terrible run started to happen. These runs, they end somewhere. Chelsea were on a great run. It ended. Liverpool won every single game last season. We're winning every single game last season. We're narrowly drawing. And then Watford beats them 3-0 when they're rock bottom. So these runs end somewhere. If you are a fan and you're either bouncing off the walls because your team just keeps winning or getting good results or you're in complete despair because things aren't going well, just wait. Things will change. And I just want to give credit to Arsenal for sticking around and just keep trying. They had to just keep trying, and today they came out, put a ton of effort in, and were... Went toe-to-toe with Chelsea, and Chelsea just did not come out well enough. They were a little too sloppy in possession, not quick enough moving the ball around, committed some silly fouls, and Arsenal went 2-0 up at halftime, got a third in the second half, and Chelsea started to battle back a little bit. But I think what you saw in this game was what a proper Premier League match can be if one team sticks to their plan and another team doesn't quite seem to figure theirs out. And I think that's what happened today. Uh, I am a Chelsea fan, so I'm trying to be as objective as possible. It was disappointing, but I'm also happy to see Arsenal out or at least starting to crawl out of this funk. It's never fun when one of these top teams is in such a, you know, Desperate position and situation of chaos. Because in all reality, that's all that gets talked about. That's all that anyone wants to talk about. How bad are Arsenal? That's been the topic for two weeks. Prior to that, it was how bad are United? Prior to that, it was, man, Spurs are playing some horrible football. You know, Prior to that, it was Frank Lampard doesn't know how to make his Chelsea team defend. They can't defend. They'll never be able to defend. All of these things, if you just wait long enough, the narrative has to change. So that's something that I want everyone to keep in mind. Don't think so short term. Just don't. It doesn't make sense. The game the game changes, as a friend of mine once said. Uh, second time slot. I had a choice between Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace or Fulham versus Southampton. Now, Full disclosure, the reasons I chose Fulham versus Southampton were I genuinely thought there'd be more goals. I was wrong. Uh, the other reason is I felt like there's a little bit of a flopping brigade if you combine the two teams. On If you combine Palace and uh, Villa, you've got Grealish, Zaha, and Ayu and Benteki, who all just go and they buy fouls. For for almost nothing. They're very, very good at buying cheap fouls. Uh, so sometimes I get frustrated watching them. Now, these are fantastic players as well. It's just sometimes frustrating. And sometimes if Palace aren't losing a lot of the time, the game is, is, is stale. So I was wrong about how that would go. However, there were some interesting moments in the Fulham-Southampton game, one that I can actually speak on since I watched it. Uh, first of all, James Ward-Prowse free kick in the first half. Alphonse Arliola's save on it. Excellent sequence. Terrific. And then the second half, Shane Long scored what would have been an unbelievable goal were he not, or were it not for a, a just a very narrow offside in the buildup. Now, what was interesting on a sort of negative side about this game was Craven Cottage is just so small that you can hear even more of everything than you can in other grounds when there's no one there. And the commentators were talking about this. And at one point, one of them mentioned that he didn't like that Adamola Lookman was shaking his, sort of shaking his hand like this, asking for a card for his opponent. Now, I understand that's not tasteful to a lot of people. But how is that, you know, in any way, in any way worse than getting nicked and screaming and jumping in the air and holding your shin as if maybe you've, got a bone broken. Like maybe medical attention is necessary. That's crying wolf. That's deceiving the referee and and, and and attacking them at their most sensible point, right? Your human sensibilities tell you if someone screams, you should probably show concern. Well, if players are trying to con the referee into thinking that they are severely hurt by a tackle, the only reason they're doing it is to try and get the other guy booked. Please, if you know of another sport where players are doing this so actively and so consistently, let me know. It bothers me that my my sport, my game, the one that I care about the most, I see professionals acting totally unsportsmanlike pervasively and it just goes. And commentators I don't think are doing enough to talk about the antics and the play acting and the embellishment. I mean, this needs to be talked about because It's corrosive. It's destructive. It also takes time. There's more fouls called, more stoppages, and VAR obviously gets called into question way more often if players are making a meal out of something where they're acting like they've got punched in the face when it's nothing. So now there's a VAR check going on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No one saw anything. There's just some guy that's holding his eyes, and then finally we get out of it. So I'm curious, when fans get back in the ground, are they going to stand for this business? And also, what's it going to sound like to us on TV not being able to hear it? I'm very excited for fans to come back. I cannot wait. Um, It's been a very, very surreal, interesting year. I've enjoyed the novelty, let's say, of a lot of the things about this year. Because in a lot of ways, they hopefully won't happen again. And we'll be able to look on this 2020 with a sense of, wow. You remember watching all these games with stadiums empty? It was just crazy, right? So just trying to enjoy the surreal bizarreness of it. But I'm also over it now. I would love for the fans to come back and add what they need to to the game. Final games of the day, Man City getting a 2-0 win against Newcastle. Not a lot to talk about in this one. Very, very little. Um... Although I am impressed with Man City's restructuring the way they've they've made sure to batten down the hatches. I think they've got five clean sheets in six. It's really good. Uh Newcastle, I mean, unless some of the rough, rough tactics that they have, unless that blunt edge works against City. And I think City were terrific in in stopping all supply of forward motion and and any kind of penetration for Newcastle. So pretty typical City result at the moment. They're not the great watch, but Tell you what, they are efficient. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do when they play, you know, in subsequent games against other the big teams. And the other final game, I mean, Sheffield United, you got to feel for these guys, don't you? It It is so sad to watch Chris Wilder. You know, loves his club, has done so well with them over the last two years. And the bottom is just falling out right now. And I don't mean that in a way that this, the ship is collapsing. It's just for how long can you get the same that same tune out of the same players? And, and for how long can you get this style to work? Um, a lot of people say your second season in the Premier League is your most difficult. And... We're seeing it with Sheffield United right now. A decent team, a perfectly decent team that cannot get a result to their, save their lives. And where they are right now after this many games, you've got to think it's, it's just not going to happen for them. So, unfortunate. Everton looking really, really good under Ancelotti at the moment. So, that's pretty fun. I'm enjoying the rise of the blue side of Mersey because I, I think this is what we need. We need more teams to be good. It makes the league better. So, plenty of great games tomorrow morning. Very, very excited. I live in Colorado, so I will be up at 5 to do these. And I will do another episode at the end of the day tomorrow. And that concludes the first episode of Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North, your host. Thank you so much for listening. Many, many, many more to come.